Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, Builders. I am grateful to have you as a listener of the Build Your Success Podcast today. It's great to have a special guest today, Yolanda Baker. Yolanda has been in supply chain and corporate facilities and real estate sector for over 14 years. Beyond her professional career, Yolanda is passionate about leadership, both in the workplace and in her personal life. She serves on nonprofit boards, volunteers in various community organizations, and has a personal commitment for mentoring and supporting young people and families. This is not just an individual mission. Her husband of 14 years and three sons are all actively involved in community service. They make this a family affair. When she's not leading at work and serving in the community, she loves to visit back home to St. Petersburg, Florida, where she enjoys beaching and boating. Yolanda is the first person that came to my mind when I had the idea for this podcast. I have known Yolanda for several years now, and she always greets you with a warm smile. I can't imagine her having any enemies. You know, one of the oldest books and the best-selling book of all time says, He who has friends must shew himself friendly. Yolanda is a great example of that. So welcome today, Yolanda. Thank you, Brian. I honestly am so humbled to be um, on the podcast today. I have known you for many years, and in some um, you know, positions, it's not always been, you know, fun, right? Um, just being in our business and being in our, in our sector, um, you know, you come across people, you're in the realms of business and things like that. But one thing that I've always tried to stay true to is just being who I am and never underestimating the power of a connection. And it's certainly an honor to be here today with you because so many years ago, I never thought here I would be a guest. Uh, on your on your podcast, so I'm humbled to be here. Well, it's great to have you, and I can't emphasize enough you're an example of this stuff. So, I, I honestly, you know, when I when I visit the Charlotte area, I like to, to see you. You know, we've we've done that a few times now, so it's always a pleasure to yeah. see you and speak with you and and get to hear from you. So, you know, uh, we've got I'm hosting a Live to Lead event here locally in October, and we have a, a guest speaker named. Rachel Hollis, and Rachel has a, a, a saying out there now. It says, you and you only are ultimately responsible for who you become and how happy you are. So I wanted to ask you today, Yolanda, what is your secret sauce to choosing happiness? You know what? I love Rachel Hollis. She's got several books that um, I read, and, you know, when I look at that quote, I, I really have to, you know, take a step back and think about kind of growing up um, as a kid. And, you know, you don't, you don't get to choose, right, the life that you kind of walk into. And, you know, I was born into a life of adversities. And um, between, you know, homelessness at times or other struggles at home, these are things that I didn't choose as a child. But I was born into them, and I dealt with the, the hand of cards that, that I received. And honestly, through adversity and challenge, from a very young age, I realized that I truly am responsible for who I am and how happy I am every day. And, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, provided the, the greatest or finest things in life. And I had to just be content and happy with, you know, having a meal 
or having a peaceful night's sleep or actually being able to get up and go to school every day as a kid. So as I grew up, I always committed to myself that, you know, I, I am ultimately responsible for me and how I choose to handle and react to situations around me, be them good or bad. And I always want it to be an influence, you know, on others to help them navigate challenge and change. And I'm a walk-the-walk type of person. And, you know, when I'm telling people, hey, you can choose today to be happier, you can choose to let these challenges, you know, take over your day and steal your joy, or you can choose to embrace these challenges and these changes and say, hey, where is there an opportunity for me to improve? Or where, where is there an opportunity for me to be better or impact another person? So that's my philosophy. I love that quote. Um, and, and in my situation, it really just came from being in a place of I had to take control of my own destiny. And I choose to be you know, happy, and I choose to, to own that responsibility. I love to hear that, and I love to hear about the overcoming adversity. Uh, I have a contractor friend who is from Mexico, and he uh, one day we were having a conversation. He was building a new house. He actually built his new house with cash and was using me as a consultant for building it. And uh, I said, man, this is great. You've done great for yourself and great for your family. He said, he said Brian, he said, when my mother used to take water and mix sugar in it to feed us, mm. he said... Uh, anything better than sugar water is good for me. Right. Uh, that that whole outlook piece that, you know, I've never been in that situation, I'll be honest. Uh, we we had some, some tough times where we may not have money in the bank, but I've never had sugar water as a meal. And for his outlook to be anything better than sugar water is great makes me reevaluate my outlook and how I can look at things and, and see things in a, in, a, in a new light. So. That's just great. And you mentioned walking the walk. I really see you doing that. Again, I don't think I've ever seen you uh, upset, and hopefully I won't get to see that side of you. I'm sure you have days like that. <laughs> it happens. But, but, but always a genuine smile, always a genuine concern and care for others. And just uh, even when you may be in adversity, you're an overcomer, you know, and you, and you look to look for ways to – look at light differently and learn from this adversity. And that's, that's just a great trait, and, and you're doing wonderful with that. You know, Yolanda, I also know that you're a connector. Uh, there's been several opportunities. Uh, when I was working for you as a, as a purchasing agent and, and having responsibility to complete jobs and projects, you would introduce me to other contractors, and you need to know this person, and this person can do this for you. And, and you were just a great connector so why do you feel obligated to connect people? Oh, Brian, I tell you, I, 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 it goes back to that personal situation. You know, I think about, you know, if I had not been connected with certain people in my life, either personally or even professionally in the workplace, in the community, I, I wouldn't be where I am. I mean, I can specifically look back to where people would literally take me and put me in front of someone intentionally, intentionally. Um, and how that person's, you know, imprint on my life is still here today. And I've seen over and over again the power in connections. And be it, you know, from a business perspective or personal or, like I said, just in the general community, I think a lot of people underestimate 
the power of running into someone in the grocery store. You never know that person's story. You never know what gifting or what, you know, something that, that you're experienced at or something that you've experienced could bring a light to that person's life or, you know, help improve them. So, I, you know, I, the word obligation, I don't, to me, it's not an obligation to connect people. To me, it's just the right thing to do. And I think connecting people comes with this need to be humble and know that you may have a circle of people that you know, but what good does it do the greater world around you to hold them to yourself? Because not only do you impact the person that you're going to connect them with, but you then essentially impact the connector and their ability to continue growing as well. So, you know, I told a friend of mine the other day, I said connecting people is so, you know, you, you get infected with it. Like you just want to keep doing it and keep doing it because as you see the stories that happen beyond that connection down the line, it's like, wow, I, I did that just by introducing two people that may not have met because of me. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. So to me, it's the right thing to do, and you just don't know through the power of connection how you will impact someone's story down the line. You may not even get to see it, to be honest with you, Brian, right? But you know in your heart you did the right thing. That's right. Yeah, without a doubt. I I love that thought that uh, you can't hold them to yourself. The sharing, you know, we were hopefully taught as children to share, but in in the connecting world and you know, some people want to take their subcontractors or their supplier, and they, these are mine. I'm not going to share them with you. And right. You have a different mindset. You say, you know what? If I share with them, they'll share with me, and it's a growth mindset. It, you know, if you've got your hand closed, you can't get anything. And if you've got your hand open, more things come to you. That, that's, that's another thought that I've heard others speak of, and it's just so true in life that, you know, when you hold on to something and don't share it, you, you're just, that's all you're going to have. Right, 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 right. You don't don't have your mind and and heart open for other things. That's awesome. You know, in your uh, bio here, we talked about the mentoring, and you even said it, you know, people, someone puts you in front of people intentionally. I have a heart for mentoring. You know what I do with the ACE Mentor Program, and I I fully intend to have a a podcast towards mentoring, but I want you to be like a little teaser for that, so... (laughs) <laughs> how, do you, how do you think mentoring has helped you, one, as a recipient, and two, as, as a mentor, mentor, mentoring someone? So you know, first as a recipient, and then how have you benefited by helping others? Yeah, you know what, as a recipient, it's, it's, helped, you know, it's helped me grow. It's helped me see things that I wouldn't have seen you know, about myself. I think when people mentor you, part of their part of their role in mentoring is not to help just 
train you or teach you or, you know, around a specific subject or, or whatever it is you're getting mentoring for, but it's also to help you see things that you can't see. And sometimes we're so close to our we're so close to ourselves, right? And we're so close minded when it comes to, you know, seeing something new in us or seeing something that we've never had before. And, you know, I've had mentors that would say to me, Yolanda, you're running in the wrong lane. Like, this is not for you. I remember uh, one time I thought about getting into marketing and legal. Like, those are my two, like, oh, maybe I'll try out those lanes one day. And, you know, I had a mentor. He's like, that's just not the lane that I think you should run in. I think you should stay the course. I think you'll end up in an area like supply chain or community development or just a place where you can be a connector. I was very young, like thinking I was a great marketer and thinking, oh, I can't market. I, I love the legalities of things. And I'm so glad I listened to that mentor because here I am 14 years later. I've had a great career in supply chain. I've been, um, you know, great and passionate about connecting people and being in community, and he saw that in me. So as a recipient, I think, I think that's one of the biggest things, biggest gifts that I've received. Now, as a mentor, you know, I feel like it is my duty to do the same, right? Help people see something that they don't see in themselves, guide them, coach them around whatever I'm mentoring them around. But I think one of the most interesting things, and if I had to tell the listeners that aren't mentors today, one of the greatest gifts that I've received as a mentor is growth in myself. I actually learn something from the people I'm mentoring every time, something that I didn't quite remember about myself or something that I need to focus on or a skill that I might want to work on. And I've learned that through mentoring other people. And it just goes to show you that, you know, whenever you're giving of yourself to your point, when you have your hand open and you're reaching for people, you're mentoring people, they're giving something back to you that you don't even recognize sometimes during that mentor session. So I think that's been one of the greatest gifts for me as a mentor is receiving back that gift of appreciation or that gift of gratitude, but also that gift of growth that they've allowed me to come into their space and kind of train and test my own skills you know, as I've helped them. So, um, if you know, to the listeners, if you're not a mentor, don't underestimate that gift that can come back to you as a mentor. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I read so much and listen to so much, I don't know where I got this quote from, but they say the best way to learn is to teach. And so mm-hmm. you've got to prepare the lesson, so you're learning as you do that, and when the students are, or you're teaching them or the, or the men, mentees, you're, you're working with them, they have ideas and thoughts that you may have never thought of. It, it, it could be new Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. And I also like to say if you don't pay attention, uh, you can learn something new every day if you pay attention. So you need to be paying attention, have that, that mindset, I'm going to learn something, and that's great. You know, you mentioned uh, yeah. having gratitude, and that leads right into one of the other topics I want to talk with you. You know, an attitude of gratitude is a great way to be happy. And I wanted to ask you, how do you express your gratefulness to others? Oh, let me tell you, my number one policy, even with my own sons at home, is follow-up and thank you. I, I tell my sons all the time, 
you know, whenever someone goes out of their way for you or, you know, you have an opportunity to go back, be it the next day or in the coming days, make sure that you follow up and you tell people thank you. And I don't think we do that enough. And I learned that early in my career um, where, you know, people would go out of their way for me, help me on a project. I remember there was a project manager. He always went above and beyond for me early in my career to teach me about something like roofing. Like he'd take the time to take me to a site. You know, we'd walk the roof. He'd tell me everything about the roofing process, and I became like a roofing guru. And I rarely did roofing projects, but time and time again in my career when I'd get the opportunity to interact with roofers or whatever, and I could speak intelligently about it, I'm like, wow, did you have a background in roofing? And I'm like, no, actually I have this project manager that took the time to teach me. And um, that follow-up and telling people thank you, I think, like I said, it it, it helps them keep wanting to teach people. It helps empower, it helps uplift them to know that they've had an impact on you. For someone to say, thank you. Uh, Brian, there's a lady, her name is Kim Angeli, and she developed something called the Grateful Box. And it's a little box with these little, you know, sticky note type papers, and she, she preaches, teaches, lives gratitude. And I just, I've seen the power in being grateful even in challenging times. Um, and I love her mission of spreading gratitude and that concept of gratefulness in the business sector especially. How many times do we simply send a message and say, client, thank you. Supplier, thank you. You know, provider, thank you. Not give me more, give me this, you have a deadline, but just simply thank you for what you've already done. And um, growing up, you know, to your, your, your friend's point about the sugar water, right, I think when you've been in a place like that where you're, you're thankful for the very minimum, something to eat, it really helps you be aware throughout your life that, you know, hard times will come, but to, to tell someone thank you sometimes is gift enough for them to keep doing what they're doing. So That's, that's great. I uh, recently, in the, in the past several months, I've started using something called send-out cards. It's, it's very easy to use. I love it. I, I, I send cards to people and tell them thank you, and the response you get back, just, just creating the card uh, gives me those endorphins of this is nice. And then for the people yeah. to get it and respond back, it, it just being being grateful is a great thing, and it just pays off. So, uh, yeah. And, and how many times do we do we send written word anymore? Either right, like we're on phones, we're texting, we're on calls, but like that written expression of Brian, thank you for today. You know, I mean, it just puts you mentally in such a positive place. It sure does. Yeah, so listeners out there, think about that. And I hope you can hear the smile in Yolanda's voice. I know I can. <laughs> she, she's, she's right there smiling. I can, I can see her in my, in my mind. So, uh, I also want to mention that the attitude on Episode 5, you can hear more about the importance of attitude. And again, this is a choice. You get to choose how to respond to life. And Yolanda talked about some of those adversities that she experienced early on in life. But she's chose to look at life. You know, you could sit around and sulk and, and not move forward. But instead, mm -hmm. Yolanda has chosen to have a good, positive attitude. Yolanda, it was great to have you on the call today. 
the Build Your Success podcast. How can our listeners get in contact with you? You know, you can find me on LinkedIn, first name spelled U-L-U-N-D-A, Baker's Easy. So Yolanda Baker. I love to connect with people on LinkedIn, and I'll tell you why. Talk about connections. When you connect with me, it's easy to take your profile and share it with someone else or connect you with someone else. So if people are on LinkedIn, I love to connect with people there. You can also search me on um, Facebook, and I've got a couple pages out there. So I love to connect with people. I love to appear on these podcasts, and, and I give some motivational talks, especially to our youth coming up today. We need to surround them and motivate if you're not a mentor, please find any local organization can help you figure out how to mentor people. Brian's a great resource for you too. So listen, thank you, Brian. I am, again, honored, humbled that you thought of me. And um, I sincerely thank you for just giving me the opportunity to engage with your audience today. Well, we are grateful to have you. Again, thank you. And I'll try to get out one of those cards to you. And, and for our listeners today, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.